Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shirman Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Rosh Hashanah Dafyod Chet Amur Aleph. At the third Mishnah of this, the first parak, Al Shishach Horashim Hashluchim Yotzim. There are six different months that, in order to announce to the rest of the world when the Beitin in Yerushalayim uh, determine the day of Rosh Chodesh, peop, uh, the Shluchim will go out to the to Bavel to let them know. Al Nisan, they will go to announce Rosh Chodesh Nisan, near Pesach, so people will know when Pesach is. Al Avim near Tanit, for Tishabav. Al Elum near Rosh Hashanah, they have to let them know Rosh Hashanah. Al Tishrei near Tachanat Hamadot for Sukkot. Al Kislev near Chanukah, they'll go out for Kislev to let them know when Chanukah is. For Yaladav near Purim. All right, and we'll see why certain other months that you might have thought were in there are not. Pesach Katan is another version, another word for Pesach Sheni. And that's the Mishnah. Now, why don't they go out for Tammuz to let people know when Shivasa Batamuz is and Teva to let them know when Asara Batavat is? The famous Pasuk in Zechariah Chet, when Zechariah's long answer to the question about continuing to fast in the fifth month, in spite of the rebuilding of the Mikdash, uh, he says the fast of the fourth, fifth, seventh, and tenth months will one day be happy days. Now, so the first point is the observation that they're called fast days and then they're called happy days. The answer is, When things are at peace, interesting, if that involves the building of the Beit HaMikdash or just that Am Yisrael is secure in its own land, then these are festive days. Ein Shalom Tzom. If there isn't peace, then it's a fast day. In other words, it's binary. Either it's happy day or sad day. He says, uh, say it a little bit differently. Papa says, when things are good, these are festive days. When things are terrible and there's persecution, these are days of fasting. When things are neutral, in other words, we're not uh, sovereign in our own land, the Beit HaMikdash is not built, however you want to read that in the Rishonim. But on the other hand, there is no persecution going on, then it's up to the people, they could fast if they want to. So if that's the case, Tishabab should also have that status, which means, therefore, that the Shluchin would not need to go out for Av, because the reason they're not going out for these other fast days is the fast days are essentially voluntary. As we will see again in Masachat Tanit, of all the terrible different things that happened, on, different terrible things that happened on Tisha B'Av, so there we, therefore we fast even if it's uh, if it's that neutral time. That is part of the list uh, in the Mishnah and Tanit. Okay, Shimon said, there's four things that my teacher, Rabbi Kiva, ex- uh, explained or expounded, and I expound differently. What are they? In the uh, date given for the uh, breaching of the walls of Yishalayim is the 9th of Tammuz. So I claim that Chutzom Ravi is a reference to the 9th of Tammuz. For my Karole Ravi, why do you call it Ravi? Ravi Lechodashim, because it's the 4th month. Therefore, it's Tzom HaRavi. Tzom HaChamishi, what's that? It's a Tisha B'Av, Shabon Yisrael Beit Elohim. That's when the Mikdash is burnt. 
Why is it called the fifth month? Because it's the fifth month. That's the third of Tishrei. Not exactly the case. He was killed on the first of Tishrei, but we fast on the third of Tishrei. That's who killed him. Read it in Yumiahu and in Malachim. Why, uh, why is this uh, equated? To tell you that the death of a great leader is like the destruction of the Mikdash. Why is it called Shvi? Shvi Yilachorashim against the seventh month Tishrei. So Masiriz Asar Betevet Shabbos Samach Malaf Bavel Al Yushalayim in the year 588 BCE in the winter, the king of Bavel set up a siege around Yushalayim on the tenth of Tevet. The news came to Hechezkel. That's in Parak Haftal. Vayid Ra'adamai Lavishanat Shi'it B'Chodesh Asuba Sola Chodesh and more. Tam Tolachat Shem Ayom Et Etzam Ayom Azeh. Pay attention to this exact date. This is the day that the king set up his siege against Jerusalem. Why is it referred to in Zechariah as Hasiri? Hasiri the again, it's the tenth month. Really, that should have been written first because it was the earliest of the events. Why is it written here? So, in other words, why does Zechariah put him in the order even though is an event that happened two and a half years before? Uh, the Tzom Harviv and Tzom Hamishi events, to, in order to have the months go in order. That's Rabbi Akiva's drashava. Ni any American. I disagree. El Tzom Hasiri. What's that? This is the tenth of Tevet, the fifth of Tevet, after the destruction, when the word got to Bavel that Yerushalayim had been destroyed. Shinemar Rahim b'shtei esrei shana b'shtei b'asiri b'chamishal achodesh alotenu ba'ilai apolit Yerushalayim and moruk ta'ayir. In Yechezkel, Perak Lamed Gimel, he records that on the fifth of Tevet he got the word, and it's half a year after the event that Yerushalayim had been destroyed. Asu yom shmuah ki yom esreifa. And just as we do with uh, with Avilut, the day that they heard about the destruction, they made it as if it was the day of the destruction. And that was the only point at which Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Kiva disagreed in this drasha. And he says, I think I'm right. Why? And now it follows in place. The, the, the breaching of the walls happened first, then the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, then the killing of Gedalia, and then the news coming to Babel on, in Tevet. According to Rabbi Kiva, the presentation of those four fasts is out of chronological order. He says that Zechariah recorded them in an order that keeps the uh, the year intact in sequence. And uh, my claim is that it follows the, the chronological sequence of the events. And indeed, Somha Asiri is the latest of those events to happen, which is not an event, but our finding out about the destruction of Yerushalayim. And again, that they made the day of hearing about it uh, as if it was the day on which it happened. Okay. Itmar Rav Rabbi Chanina Amri. So Rav and Rabbi Chanina have the following statement. Patlam Migilat Ta'anit. Migilat Ta'anit, that record from the first century of uh, those special days of either Hasmonean victories or rabbinic uh, political and religious victories that then uh, gave us a list of uh, some 30 days during the year or periods during the year when we don't fast and don't give eulogies uh, as a result of trying to keep the day somewhat festive, is no longer in operation. 
So, uh, Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Shuvan Levi disagreed and said, it's still in operation. What does that mean? So now, how do we go back to, how do we interpret the Pasuk, uh, in Zechariah? So, these days are either festive days or very sad days. So, and therefore, the other fast days that are since then are the same thing. And since we are now not in a state of shalom nor in a state of shmad, of, uh, of ein shalom, therefore, it's, uh, you know, the days don't count anymore. Uh, and this supports the position that shalom means binyan beit hamikdash. And he says, these days, the four fasts listed in Zechariah were dependent on the Mikdash being around. These other festive days, Chanukah, Purim, and Yom Nikanor, and Yom Shalim, and all the other days listed in there, uh, are still in operation, and they're not dependent on <laughs> political, uh, military, security circumstances changing. Meiti Rav Kahana, I challenge. They made a Ta'anit, perhaps for rain, in Lod, on Chanukah, v'yarad Rabbi Eliezer v'rachatz. Rabbi Eliezer, uh, in, in opposing this fast, went and bathed. Rabbi Shua v'sipera, he went and got a haircut. V'yamrulam You now have to fast for the fact that you didn't properly observe the fast. I'm Rabbi Yosef. Shani Chanukah deika mitzvah. Chanukah is still, uh, sorry, and uh, sorry, and Rabbi Eliezer, Rabbi Shua told the rabbis who had declared the fast, you now have to fast for your fasting on Chanukah. That was wrong. So if Yosef says, that's different. Shani Chanukah deika mitzvah. On Chanukah, there's the mitzvah of Katner. Chanukah is a festive, uh, fest- festival, along with Purim, the only two of Migilat Hanit, that uh, continued in practice. And therefore, really, you're not allowed to make a fast day uh, then. So let Chanukah be batel along with its mitzvah. And then it'll suffer the same fate as the rest of Migilat Hanit. Yosef, Shani Chanukah nefarsim nisah. We also had a different answer. It was because Hanukkah has a famous nace, and we publicize Hashem's name, so that we're not willing to to have uh, disappear. One of the mentions in uh, in Milat uh, Tanit is the third of Tishrei. It was a half festive day. Why? Because they used to write. The Greeks made a rule that you're not allowed to mention God's name in official capacity. So when the Chashmonim won, they made a rule that you have to publicize God's name and even in a star, write God's name. So you would write in this and such, such and such year, not of the king, but rather of the coin Gadol, who is the coin Gadol, the El Elyon. And it was in the star. When the Chachamim, who were not always on good terms with the Chashmonaim, heard about that, they said, A guy's going to pay back his debt, and then you'll have a star thrown in the dung pile. And they canceled the, the writing of the star. So they made that a Yom Tov for the day that they saved God's name from the potential disgrace by being written in the star. And that was the third of Tishrei. And now we have Tzom Gedalia. So it's hard to understand. Why would they cancel an earlier one and then add another fast day, another day? The answer is this whole story happened when the Mikdash was Kayam, was around. And that means that when the Mikdash was around, the third of Tishrei originally had been a day 
perhaps of sadness because of Tzom Gedalia. And then uh, became this festive day. But why why do we have to go to lengths of saying that we no longer observe this day? After all, it was always a fast day. Um, he said, this is needed only to say you can't fast on the day beforehand. After all, you're not allowed to fast on, uh, by the way, it happens to be Rosh Hashanah, on the day after Rosh Chodesh. So Rosh Chodesh to Oraito, the Oraito Lobay Chizuk. So we find out now that, uh, according to the position, that you're not allowed to fast on the day before or after the special days mentioned in Migilat Tanit, is because those days are Durabanan and need some support, and the support is done by by uh, putting ballast around them, and the day before and after also asur. You don't need to say that you can't fast on the day after Rosh Hashanah, and not even Rosh Chodesh, because after all, it's Doraita. You're allowed to fast on the of Yom Tov or Motzei Yom Tov, but you're not allowed to fast on the of the days of Migilat Tanit or afterwards. Why do we distinguish? Shabbat is Doraita. You don't need to support Shabbat by saying you can't fast on Friday. But these halal diversofim, these are rabbinic. They need support, so people will buy, will will accept them. But if that's the case, then remember when the Mikdash was built, the third district should have been the Yom Tov, because the Sasson Simcha. And therefore, you, you can't fast on, on the second day of Tishrei, even if you only had the first day of Tishrei's Rosh Hashanah, because the day before, this day, which is Rabbinic, the answer is, is from the Nevi'im, and Nevi'im is like from the Torah, which means it doesn't need support, which means, theoretically, you could fast on the day beforehand. What's this? On the um, 28th day, this is also from Megillah Tanit, on the 28th day uh, of Adar, uh, this is toward the very end of Megillah Tanit, says the good news came to the Jews that they don't have to leave the Torah. The Machut HaRashah, which almost always refers to the Romans, made a rule that Jews can't study Torah, or to do Brit Milah, they have to violate Shabbat. What did this rabbi do? They went to a matron who uh, was very popular with all the men and the senators, etc. of Rome. Come demonstrate at night. They went and demonstrated and said, oh, don't we all descend from, uh, are we all brothers who descend from one father and from one mother? Why are we discriminating against it? You make all these terrible decrees against us. And they canceled the decree. And they made it a Yom Tov. And this is, of course, after the Biknash is destroyed. So why are we adding more days if we've canceled out the earlier days? You can't say this was when the Mayor. He was a student of Rameer. Rameer Rameer was certainly after the Khurban. If you have a Klaischinikvo, if you have a, a glassware and you made a hole in it and then you put lead in where the hole was, he quotes Rameer as saying it's Tame. And the point of that being 
that you say he's a student of Rameir, and we all know that Rameir was after the Churban Hamikdash, uh, and therefore how Matarin. So the answer is Tanoi to So the the issue about whether we add more days after the Mikdash, after the Mikdash destroyed, is itself a machlok. The Tanya. I mean, Meir himself was of the opinion that the days of Megillah Tanit are still in operation even after the Mikdash is destroyed. When the Beit HaMikdash is around, they're Asur, because we have a rejoicing. It's a sad thing for us to remember how things were good when the Mikdash was around, and now the Mikdash is not around, so we're now allowed to fast on those days. So the halacha is that the days of Megillah Tanit are batel, like Rabbi Yossi. Halacha is they're not batel, like Rameir. So kashi yechotah, yechotah, have a contradiction within the halacha. As I mentioned, Hanukkah Purim, and this is the earliest mention of them in a halachic context, are listed in Megillah Tanit as days you're not allowed to fast. Uh, and so how do we reconcile uh, the uh, the rulings um, and... Uh, and uh, whether or not Megillat Tanit is Batel, the answer is Chanukah Purim versus, um, versus all the other days listed. All the other days listed are Batel, Chanukah Purim are not Batel. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll pick it up with further analysis of Mishnah Gimel in the next podcast. In time to show, have a wonderful day.